Welcome to the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will be greatly encouraged as Pastor Dale Walker and others bring a fresh word from God directly to your heart. Be blessed. We'd love for you to look at your sermon. I'm so excited to share this new series. How many know promises are a powerful thing? And uh, I was just... uh, Thinking about when trustworthy people make promises, amazing things, paths are set, futures are painted in different ways. And of course, I was thinking of something happening that over 40 years ago when a very special girl made me a promise uh, that she would marry me. And uh, some of you heard the story. The spark got lit. We were on a youth group at a, a climbing a mountain, and I fell 50 feet, and she was the first one in those eyes. I literally fell for her 50 feet. But anyhow, she, a few months later, said she would marry me. You know, once I had that promise, my whole life changed. I lived a different way. I saw a different future. Now, as wonderful as that is, when you really understand the trustworthiness of God and his promises become real to you, everything will change in your life. And this is the first part of what it takes to have a breakthrough. And, and we wanted to do this series. We're calling it uh, Journey to Your Breakthrough. And, and it's, it's a sense that right now, more than ever, people need a breakthrough. A breakthrough is a sudden advance. I have in your notes, it's an open door. It's an intervention from heaven. It's an abundant provision. It's light breaking in the darkness. How, how many know there was a time, and especially, you know, maybe we needed an occasional breakthrough, but how many know in this pandemic, I need a daily breakthrough? <laughs> that there is some area of our life where we just need a touch. I love a friend who said he found the secret to life is that a miracle a day will keep the devil away. We need that. <laughs> and whether it's our relationships, our finances, emotions, breakthrough from temptations, discouragements, despair, uh, health, of course, anxiety. We need God to break in. And we have sensed that this is a season of breakthrough. That's the word I got for this season. And, and there's a lot of signs. And, of course, the vaccine, that was an incredible sign. And we talked about the star. Wednesday night when we were worshiping, I had a, a prophetic word. And it was just so neat. I just saw the whole parking lot filled with people. I said, oh no, that means people can't come to church anymore. But, but the church was filled too. And God says, there's going to be a big return. And all of a sudden it was funny too, because in the vision, Las Cruces started to look like Georgia or something. And I said, what is that? He says, the atmosphere over Las Cruces is going to change. A revival is coming. And I said, oh yes, oh yes. And, and God is stirring us to say it's time to believe him for greater breakthroughs in our life. How many are thankful that he is the God of breakthrough? <laughs> the God of breakthrough is on our side. That, that wherever, where there, there is a breakdown, God has a breakthrough. <laughs> and, and there's been a few breakdowns, but how many of God has a breakthrough? And, and we talk about it, and this is a key that wherever there's a crisis, there's an opportunity. I kind of look at this nut. I don't know why I think of, I've just been seeing a lot of pecans lately. But the outside is our circumstances, and they're hard, and there's fear. But even when you don't see inside, 
There's life. There's something God wants to do in your circumstances. You can't see it right now. But he's already moving. And he's going to break out. Amen. I'm excited about that. Some beautiful scripture promises that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise a standard. Of course, when we talk about Christmas, we talk about the greatest breakthrough that's ever happened. God invaded earth, broke the chains of Satan, saved us. But what we want to talk about in this series is the fact that not only does Christmas tell us about that greatest breakthrough, but there are principles for how to appropriate what Jesus broke through for us to receive. There's principles on how we, in our everyday life, can receive breakthroughs. And we're going to learn. God wants to help you get a breakthrough. I hope that your heart gets convinced. Here's another verse. If we could look at Exodus 6, 5 through 6. This was uh, God speaking in the time of Exodus and and I felt, I love this verse, how he spoke to Moses. He says, moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites. How many know God's heard the cries of so many people whom the Egyptians are enslaving? And I have remembered my covenant. Verse 6, therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. Somebody say, he is the Lord. <laughs> and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. That's breakthrough, people. Look at this verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I just want you to hear this as a very personal thing for your life. This has been a life verse for me. He says, we all experience times of testing. This is in the Passion Translation, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. Can you say, God will be faithful to me? He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. How many can say God is opening a door to make a way for me? Victory in whatever this situation is, is a promise of God. And, and so let me give you some principles. And if you're taking notes, you'll see these are the principles of breakthrough. Number one, breakthroughs come in all shapes and sizes. And don't just get caught up looking for big breakthroughs. But see the little breakthroughs he's trying to bring every day. You know why? Because big breakthroughs are usually the combination of a lot of little victories he gives you. Begin to trust him in the little things. Uh, God helped you fall back asleep when you were feeling anxiety. You were about to get tempted and you turned that thing off. Um, you held your tongue. You were going to say it. Then you didn't say it. All the angels clapped. You helped talk your child through a meltdown without losing your courage. God made a way for you to pay that bill, and you didn't know how it would happen. I call these snowflake blessings. They're little, but when they add up, boy, it's awesome. Every one of those little breakthroughs, when you learn to receive them, it gives you faith for the next one. And so begin to expect every day, God, what's the breakthrough? <laughs> and if it's little, Get excited, because those will add up. 
Number two, breakthroughs come as a journey. That's why we are calling this a journey to a breakthrough. There's three steps in this journey. The promise, the process, and the prize. And so today we're talking about the the promise. Breakthroughs um, usually don't happen immediately. The Christmas breakthrough, how many know they waited a long time? And, And through the prophets, they were waiting But when it looked impossible, God was working. (laughs) The Bible says in the fullness of time, God brought forth Jesus. And and here was a word that I got for for this season, this pandemic, everything. He says, it was just like with Jesus. It took so much longer than they thought, but it was so much greater than they imagined. So much longer than I thought. And most breakthroughs will be like that. Don't give up. You're saying, this is taking too long. I've been stuck here too long. God says, in the fullness of time, it's called a kairos moment. That's the, the word in the, in the Greek, and it means the time where eternity touches earth. Here, here, is, here is something more. Breakthroughs almost always start off as a breakdown. <laughs> it's always darkest before the dawn. How many know before every dream comes true, before you get your dream, you usually walk through a nightmare? Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I'm in a nightmare. Well, that's on the way to the dream, okay? Don't stop yet. Most breakthroughs start with breakdowns because God has to humble us. How many know God has to use tough circumstances for some of us? One time the Lord says, Dale, you're a hard nut to crack. And I said, I'm sorry, Lord. And sometimes I, I got to do some stuff to get your attention. I got to get your eyes looking up because right now your eyes are looking at yourself and I never do breakthroughs when you're looking at yourself. And when trouble comes, you start saying, help. Okay, now I can do something. And so it, it's, it's often the darkest. And then number four, they come as we partner with God. God doesn't say, I'm going to do it all for you. St. Augustine, the famous quote, without God we cannot, without us he will not. God always says, will you partner with me? I call a breakthrough is where our prayers and preparation meet God's timing. (laughs) We prepare. And many of us ask, why is it taking so long? It's kind of like Exodus. It's kind of like Israel. They were crying out, God, why is it taking so long? And God was saying, I'm waiting for Moses. (laughs) He's got to get ready. I got to get Moses out of Moses. How many know if there's a lack of breakthrough, the problem isn't on God's end, right? If you are watering your grass and there's a kink in the hose, you don't get mad at the water department. The problem's on our end. Can you kind of nudge your friend and say, God's not the problem. <laughs> you you, you got to be ready. You got to get alignment. You got to get ready in position. And then God's going to come. He's about to move. And he's waiting for us, our prayers and our preparation to meet his timing. So how does this happen? And we're going to go to Matthew 1, 18. So this is the first story we want to look at. 
And, 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 and I want you to see this is so huge. Before there's a breakthrough, there's always a break in. God breaks into our hearts. He, he, he gets our attention. It, it, before you see it out there, it always happens in here. Uh, the breakthroughs are first a word inside of you, and then they're a miracle around you. God goes into where your heart is, and then he goes through you to change the world. So let's read this story of Joseph today. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Everybody say, do not be afraid. <laughs> to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Say Emmanuel, <laughs> which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, I want, I want you to see this story, this journey. It starts with, of course, if you go to Matthew 1, the first verses, I'd love for you to look at it. It's the genealogy. And it's, it's uh, four, you know, 14 generations before David and then 14 generations to Jesus. God just wants you to know seven is the number of perfection. He says, I've got perfect timing here, all right? <laughs> uh, you don't see it, but I'm lining things up. And now Joseph hears the news that the, the woman he's going to marry is pregnant, and he knows he's not the father. So first, bad news hits. First is the breakdown, the disappointment. He's crushed. He's devastated. That's how breakthroughs start. What am I going to do? Well, will I divorce her quietly? Well, if I marry her, I will be excommunicated. What, what do I do? I have no idea. Anybody ever feel that way? I don't know what to do. I'm trapped. I lose either way. I'm stuck. But what does he do? He turns to God. Again, breakthrough happens because you start to seek God. You start to look up. I, if nothing else today, I hope you'll start to look up more. Just, just say it with me. God, I need a breakthrough. <laughs> I'm looking up right now. Can't do this by myself. Need you to show up. Start to look to God. Because when you seek him, you'll find him. And, and so suddenly, God speaks to him. He gives him a promise, a revelation. You see, breakthrough starts with a word on the inside. God breaks in with his word to our heart. Mary is, this birth is from me. And, and this is what was promised in the scripture, Emmanuel. And he gives him these promise. 
a promise from the Spirit, but a promise that's confirmed. He literally quotes Scripture. I mean, when God speaks, he could speak through angels. He can speak in many ways. But his word always aligns with Scripture. And, and when, when that word is not just heard mentally, but in our spirit, it creates faith. But the journey to breakthrough, and here it is, the first step to breakthrough is realizing, claiming, and stepping out to obtain the promise of God. Breakthroughs begin when we allow God to reframe and reframe and repaint the future that we see. We take the, the scary picture of our future that comes from our emotions and we replace it with the future that comes from God's word, his promise, his star. We look to the star. And let me just say, the beginning of breakthrough comes from the word of God. Look at this verse, Romans 10 and verse 17. We know that miracles happen by faith. How, what does it say? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes when you not only look at the Bible, but you, you let the spirit minister God's word to your heart. I wanna just say this. This is a season every year where we challenge people to do a Bible reading. You heard about it in the, in the announcements. I was in Atlanta with my, our dear friends, Hunter and Liz, and he got up to introduce me, and he, he talked about how Heart for the World had changed his life when he was here. And you know the number one thing he said? Pastor Dale convinced me to get on a Bible reading plan, <laughs> and that changed my life. Can I tell you what you'll get a lot where, where faith and miracles will come, it will come from you choosing to spend time on your own, taking a journey through the word of God. I just can't urge you enough. There's, in proportion to the time and the journey you spend in the word this year, you will see breakthroughs this year. Let me just say it that way. The more you are in the word, the more breakthroughs will come. And, and so we have been really challenging you. And so here's a challenge. Try this for seven days. So tomorrow, I'm doing this journey uh, through the version Bible app. We're doing this thing, how to get a breakthrough. So what if you were to get the version? We'll help you if you don't know how to download it. And just do a one-week plan. And, and I mentioned about the, this is something that's changed my life, the life journal. And just having a plan to read through the Bible, or at least the New Testament every year. And what's so good about the version? it's free, okay? <laughs> and it's also, you say, well, I'm not a reader. Well, you can also do it audio. That's cool, too. You can just listen to it. This is as easy as it gets. But what I'm telling you is as you get in the Word and the Word gets in you, miracles will start to happen. With all my heart, I urge that. Look at John 15, 7. This is how Jesus says breakthroughs start to happen. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Look at, let's just take a look at this verse. Number one, he says you abide in me. What does that mean? You just stay close to God. You don't let things come between you and God. You have a relationship every day with God. If, if junk starts to come in, you say, God, please forgive me. Get the junk out of the way. You abide, you stay connected in your relationship with God. Number two, my words abide in you. I, I like to think of it just like you eat. You need your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Somewhere 
the words just are in you somehow. Now look what it says. Then you will ask what you desire. How many of that's a big promise? God just says, ask me anything. Well, there's gotta be stipulated. No, just because you're in the word, because you're abiding in me, now ask. Let's say it together. And it shall be done for you. See, that's, you start to ask for a breakthrough. Well, you were in the word. Faith comes as you're in the word. Now, what I want you to see is that Joseph didn't just hear the word, but he took the word to his heart. He switched from focusing on his problems to focusing on the promises. Now, here is, here is a huge thing about the promises of God. Because almost every Christian has heard promises. They might have promises on their bumper sticker or the picture with a promise. They may, you know, but the problem is, are you standing on the, someone said the church mostly sits on the premises instead of standing on the promises. I thought that was pretty good. It's not just, I got, I got this box of promises. No, it's, I'm taking these promises they're becoming my promises. They're how I paint the way I look at the life around me. I, I heard this interesting story back 100 years ago uh, about Chief Crowfoot uh, in Canada before the Pacific Railroad went through the Blackfoot Confederacy that was led by Chief Crowfoot. They had to get permission. And so he gave them permission. And, and to thank Chief Crowfoot, they gave him a lifetime pass that he could ride the railroads anytime he wanted. He was so proud of that, he wore it around his neck for the rest of his life, but he never once rode the railroad. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people got the pass. They got the promise, but they don't activate the promise. They don't claim the promise. They don't make the promise their future. These promises have power to give you faith, strength, to make you a, a, literally a partaker of the divine nature. Look at, look at 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. I just love this verse, 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who's called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great, somebody say very great, and precious, say precious, precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Wow. These promises change everything. Jesus, when he was attacked by the devil in the wilderness, he took the word and put the devil under his feet. Anybody here been getting attacked lately in your emotions, in your mind? I'm giving you the solution right now. Satan cannot break the promises. They, they will give you peace. Again, I heard about a little boy in India in an earthquake who was buried under rubble for five days, no food, no water. Yet after five days, his dad dug him up and he was okay. And, and, and they were interviewing him. They said, how did you survive five days under the rubble? He said, well, when I was a little boy, my dad told me, if I ever get lost or in trouble, he will come for me. And I knew no matter what, my dad would find me because he promised. And my dad isn't a liar. 
What if you had that kind of faith in God? I, I know he said he would show up for me. I know it. I don't wonder it. I can make it through anything. See, when we turn our focus to the promises, it changes what's on the inside of our heart. When you focus on the problem, you, you become full of fear. When you focus on the promises, you become full of faith. There's a principle that what we focus on expands, gets bigger, right? If you focus on what makes you insecure, guess what? You're going to be more insecure. <laughs> if you focus on what makes you uh, fearful, you're going to be more fearful, it's going to get bigger inside of you. If you focus on what's negative about your family, guess what? It's going to get bigger. <laughs> but if you focus on God's promises, peace is going to get bigger. Faith is going to get bigger. Strength is going to get bigger in your heart. We've said it before. Worry is imagining the future without God. <laughs> Faith is imagining the future with God in the middle of every scene. And God is in the middle of it. That's what the promises tell us. He's in it. He works all things for God. I love what Chris Valentin said. If it's not good yet, God's not done yet. <laughs> if it's not good yet, he's working. Will you believe you see, Joseph could have become hardened and bitter, but he come, became and said broken and believing. He could have said, I don't believe any of that, and lost his miracle. But he became humbled and said, God, if you say it, I don't understand virgin birth. Never, never took that course. But if you said it, that's going to be my future. And he changed the whole world because he believed. What are you focusing on? Um, he gives a promise right in this text, and I love it. He gives one of the promises. He shall be called Emmanuel. Now, this is probably one of the greatest promises. This, this is something to live on. Emmanuel means God will be with us. I found this is the, the heart DNA of about 500 promises in the Bible, Okay. Uh, God is with us. God is like our old other self, if we'll let him be. That no matter what we go through, and again, there's all these promises. For example, greater is he that is in me, which is another way of saying that God will make who he is in you bigger than what you face in front of you. <laughs> Uh, when it says things like the battle is the Lord, it means that when you come to an attack, God with you means he fights the battle and you just reap the spoil. So every, these verses all relate to this one. And he says what the promises of God tell us is that whatever situation I go through, I do it in the context of a God who is with me. If you believe it, it changes everything. <laughs> My other self is handling this, not my weak, flawed me self, but the greater one who promises, who swore, I will never leave you. If you make your bed in hell, I'm there. The darkest night, I'm there. I'm bigger than that enemy. 
I love you more than the rejection you're feeling right now. Again, I, I tell that silly story, but I love it. This mouse trying to cross a bridge, and there's these creatures and lions and snakes, and he doesn't know what to do, but this big African elephant starts walking across the bridge, and he goes right under the elephant. The elephant throws off all the lions, and they get to the other side, and the mouse looks up and says, we took care of those guys. But you see, when you're under the shadow of the Almighty, your other self is big enough for what you're going to face. One more silly story. Just heard about this, this kid named Tyler. He was in third grade, and, and he was the shyest kid in the class. And, and the teacher was asking that question, what are you going to be when you grow up? And all of a sudden, Tyler speaks up. He says, I'm going to be a lion tamer. And like, he's this, this timid little guy. He said, yeah, man, I'm going to have the gun and the whip, and I'm going to put up the hoops with the fire, and I'm going to boss those lions around, and they're going to jump through everything. And, and if they get out of line, man, I'm going to put them in their place. And someone said, but Tyler, you, you're, you're kind of shy. Are you, you sure? And he says, oh, yeah, and I forgot to tell you, my mother's going to be in there with me. <laughs> How I many you know when mama comes, lions run? All right. So this is the promise. Emmanuel. Can you say it with me? Emmanuel's with me. Emmanuel's with me. Changes everything. And I mentioned some of the things promises do. They give us faith. They give us strength. They give us clarity about God's will, number three. And I just love this. One of the things that we need right now in the middle of this crazy time is clarity. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't have any certainty, right? What's going to happen tomorrow? Heck if I know. <laughs> but I love what Andy Stanley said. He says, when, when life is crazy, you don't really need certainty because that's impossible. But you do need clarity. You need to know what your next step should be. And God promises that through his peace, if you claim his promise, you see in Joseph this beautiful thing. He's so frantic. I mean, he's got a million questions. How is this possible? What's good, what will people think? I mean, uh, will I get lost? Will any of my business shut down because I'm with that woman? What, what am I going to do? And I don't know if I should stay here or divorce her. I don't know what I do. And then all of a sudden, he sees the star. Here's the promise of God. And everything comes to peace. And he knows exactly the next thing to do. He goes and takes Mary. He says, I, I don't know how we're going to get through this, and I don't know what's going to happen, and I never read a book on how to raise a Messiah. But I know what the promise is. God's going to bring me through this. This is my moment. Kind of like those, those star globes, those snow globes. You ever seen one of those where you shake them up and they're, you know, those ornaments and they're all fuzzy and that's exactly what happens when life hits us. It's like, I can't see anything. But God says, just look up. We're gonna talk about it next week about the star, but, but the whole world was looking at the dark, but three men were looking at a star. And they looked at the promise, and they looked at God, and they said, God, you're with us. What should we do? Start walking. Well, where am I going? Don't worry about that. Here's your next step. Here's your promise. 
And once you know your promise, I love this verse, uh, 2 Peter uh, 1.19, if we could show that. I don't have a lot of time, but just this was such a beautiful thing about the promises. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Have you ever had that happen where the morning star rose in your heart? You were like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But because your eyes were on God, you just all of a sudden, it was so clear. It just rose in your heart, the word from the Lord. The word from the Lord. The first time I went to the Philippines on a mission trip, I was attacked by the devil. I was had depression. I was a mess. You know what I've learned since then? Every time I'm about to have a breakdown, I start to say, hallelujah, a breakthrough's coming. This is how it works. All right. All hell's breaking loose. It's about time for heaven. God's coming. And I just stood on the promises and I declared them. And I'll never forget how from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, just peace came over me. And then a word came out of me right from inside Dale. I'm with you here. And not only this, all those lies the devil's going to tell you about your children. Here's what I'm going to do. Your children will be missionaries. Your children. And he just began to prophetically. And what started as the worst night of my life became a dance in a little hut in the Philippines because the morning star. I want you to know every time you're in a breakdown, a morning star is there. The voice of God. If you put your eyes on the promise, it's going to come. You're going to know. You won't know the whole picture, but you'll know a next step. And then you'll know the next step. And the last thing is that promises are activated when we respond to them with, with actions of commitment. And we obey God. The promises are not just platitudes. Promises are things we bet our life on. And, and I love this because Joseph doesn't just say, well, that's a beautiful promise. But immediately he gets up. He says, I'm going for it, God. I am all in. I'm marrying Mary. <laughs> I don't understand this. I'm going to be married, but we won't be together until this. But it doesn't matter. I'm all in, God. I'm going. Here we go. Bet the farm on it. Everything you said is going to happen. It's going to happen, God. You see, that's a whole different way of living your life when, the, when you reframe your future, not based on what you see or feel. You know, Chris talked about it last week, walking off the map. I like to talk about walking on the wire. One of my favorite stories about this acrobat, walking a wire across Niagara Falls. Everybody's cheering, and then he gets a wheelbarrow. And he says, how many believe I can push this wheelbarrow on this wire across Niagara Falls? Everybody says, yeah. Then he says, who wants to get in the wheelbarrow? <laughs> Nobody? But see, that's exactly what faith is. So what that you say you believe? Get in the wheelbarrow. Step out. 
Say, I bet my life that these promises are true. I will act that way. I will think, I will rearrange. When, when Sharon told me she would marry me, I didn't say, well, let's wait two years and see if she changes her mind. I said, she is a woman of her word. So now I will begin to live my life as though I know that's true. Again, when we started this church in Las Cruces, uh, I was coming from El Paso, and it honestly wasn't going that well. We grew from 60 to 3, but anyhow, it was a long story. And then God said, it's time to move to Las Cruces. Well, don't you think I should play it safe or just drive for a while? No, put all your savings on the line, put the stake down. Do you believe my promise that I will build my church, <laughs> that I told you to do this? And it's just like tithing, you know. God, if you show me I can afford to tithe. It never happens that way. It, it's always you just, God, is your word true? You open the windows of heaven or is it not true? And if I sit around and tippy-toe around the promise, I will never know. For myself, if it's true or not. But if I'm willing to do the Geronimo thing or whatever, I will find that his promise never fails. He does what he says he will do. What does that mean? You start walking, you say, my marriage isn't working. God, I, I don't know, but I, I do claim this future, this promise that you're going to Make us one, and I am going to walk towards that, whatever that means. And I do claim this promise for my children. They shall be taught. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to act towards that in any way you show. God, I do believe that this business still has a future because you gave it to me. And I don't know what the next step is, but I'm going to go after my business because you told me that you were going to bless me. And, and there's going to be a way to go because you're true and your word never fails. And you just... Start to make it your future. And you make who that person is that the Bible describes as the promise follower your identity. I am that person of faith. I am that person who doesn't fear. I am that person who overcomes. Look at this quote by Tony Campolo. I put it, I just love this. He says, when you commit yourself to be what you commit yourself to be will change what you are and make you completely a different person. It will no longer be the past that can distance you, but the future that you're, you've seen and moved towards by faith. This will determine who you are and will become. Let me ask you a simple question. What are you committed to believe that God wants to do for you and believe God wants to help you become? If you will go for this with all of your heart, it will change what you are, and it will change what your future will become. Let me just ask what your future is. What you can see or what God says it can be. And will you say, God, I take your promise. I take your promise. That's who I am, and that's where I'll be. Jesus gives us this incredible assurance that the promises of God are yes for us. You see, there's a, there's a very special reason in the Old Testament 
when people were, were hoping for the promises, they, they were kind of unsure. God, will you do this? If I keep all the conditions, will you do this? But Christmas changed everything. God did this. He came to earth. He fulfilled the requirements of the promises. He did all, you know, there were 300 promises that Jesus fulfilled in his life. Can you imagine that? 300 in the Old Testament. And when he came, he broke through already. The first promise was that he would crush the serpent's head. How many know on the cross he crushed the serpent's head? <laughs> he defeated that devil. He forgave your sins. He, he gave you the promised Holy Spirit. He gave you the wisdom of God that comes from who he is inside. He, he did it. He blessed you. He put a covenant on you. He made you a new. He did it when he died on the cross. You see, we're not hoping. We're claiming what he's already done. The check has already been written. He just got to cash it, right? He already did it. He made the promises accessible to each and every one of us if we will believe. And today, as we close, just love for the worship team to come up. And he has something to do for you. The, the biggest promise of all, of course, was the assurance of eternal life that whoever would believe on him will never perish but have eternal Isn't that an amazing promise? Have you ever thought about it? I promise you that if you believe on me, you will never die. Have you taken that promise? I don't know what you're facing, but for everything that's broken, he has a promise of a breakthrough. I don't know. He has a word for every wrong. That's why I wanted you to write your prayer request. I, I, we, there's a promise for that. I promise you. There is a promise for that. And I'll make sure to include it in one of my sermons. There is a promise for family. There's a promise for mental health. There's a promise for finance. There is a promise for that. Could we pray? Let's stand. Holy Spirit, I believe with all my heart that you're giving faith right now that the promises of God can come true for every person here. I believe that you're doing something right now that would cause people to move their life off of their feelings, off of what things look like right now, and fix their life on the promise of what God says can be and will be if our eyes are on him, if we go for broke, if we commit our lives to him, if we trust him, with all of our hearts. Just pray with me, God, I need a breakthrough. They just tell them, God, I need a breakthrough in this area of my life. A breakthrough in what decision to make, a breakthrough in how to work things out in my family, a breakthrough in my depression, a breakthrough in this addiction that I have. I need a breakthrough in terms of just how I'm gonna overcome the fear and confusion that I'm in and, and not just be stuck in this morass of confusion that the world's stuck in right now. God, I need a breakthrough to have boldness to live for you. I need a breakthrough to have the Holy Spirit fill me more than I've ever been filled. I need a breakthrough, Lord, to just have hope again, to just have peace again. I need a breakthrough, God.
and I ask you for it. Like Joseph, Lord, break in with your promises into my heart, into my needs, into my, into my spirit. I cry out to you. And now we just ask him for it. And especially if you're here, if you're watching online and you need to have the assurance of God with you, that's the biggest one. If you will believe in your heart right now, if you will ask Jesus, Jesus, you promised that if I would believe and ask you, even if my life is ruined and it feels like I've done everything wrong, you would forgive me and you would come into my life and you would give me a relationship and you would write my name in heaven. I know you promised this and today I receive that promise by believing. Just right now in your heart, if you are hearing this, make a decision. I will commit my life to Jesus. I will accept Jesus. I will follow Jesus. So just pray with me right now. Say, I believe you, Jesus, that you died on the cross, that you rose again from the dead, that you promised me you would forgive all my sins and give me eternal life and a relationship with you that I would never be alone, that you would be with me and you would be in me all of my life. I accept that promise and I accept that I am changed now by the power of your word in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. Let's just give the Lord praise. I know he's touched somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, others of you, I speak healing over you in the name of Jesus. I break the power of depression. I speak now in the name of Jesus for someone who's, who's had this continual pain in their lower back but the Lord is just showing me right now by the stripes of Jesus he said I will heal your wounds I will restore your health I will bring breakthrough your health will rise like the morning sun I will bring vitality to you I will bring hope and strength into your life I believe for that and receive it I begin to believe for the breaking down of walls and devastating differences and divisions. I declare that Jesus Christ promised I am the wall breaker and I will finish the work of unity in the name of Jesus. I claim that for that person in need of a marriage breakthrough, a family breakthrough, a child breakthrough, a parent breakthrough. In Jesus' name for finances, it is written, my God shall supply my needs according to his riches and glory. We claim and believe for that promise for each one in financial need in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that God's Word has inspired you today in a way that will boost your faith greatly. We want to encourage you to visit our website at hftw.church and follow us on our social media. May God bless you richly.